Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Man and Candace podcast. It's your girl, Candace. Well, 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 it's almost Mother's Day, and I, daughter of the year, have gotten nothing. Now, granted, there are these lamps that my mom would totally love, and it fits her color scheme of her living room. And I'm totally going to buy them today. I should have did it yesterday, but I fell asleep. See, daughter of the year. Ain't that the way, as Tim Dillon would say, it's like I'm the most spoiled brat and like the the least I could do is go out of my goddamn way to go get my mother the lamps that would fit the color scheme of her living room. But no, I'd rather go to sleep. See, I am just a piece of shit. I don't mean that, but I mean like it fit it fits it fits it fits the scenario welcome back everyone how are you doing um i'm so excited we are 39 downloads away from a thousand downloads total we're gonna have our 1k pizza party for the manic candace podcast 1k download party pizza party that's a mouthful but today we're gonna talk about why entrepreneurs fail that's right why entrepreneurs fail I consider myself an entrepreneur. I like I in the back of my mind I'm always trying to sell my brand. I'm always I'm always selling myself because myself is the brand. And it's kind of tricky when you're not selling like a product per se with your brand when you when you are your brand, when your brand is kind of like a lifestyle. It's like really tricky. So, for a long time I wasn't selling a product. I was selling myself. Are people going to buy into it? Are people going to call me MDMNK? Are people going to recognize me as such? Are people going to address me as such? Identify me as such? And it took a good decade for that to happen. Um, so if you have a brand, personal brand, and it hasn't like stuck or taken off yet, just give it, it takes time. It, it honestly, you can do whatever you can, get cards, get a logo, get a stamp, you know, everything, stickers, everything. It's not going to matter unless the time is put in, if that makes sense. So there you go. Tip number one, why entrepreneurs fail is you're impatient. No, for real. It's like, um, I feel like entrepreneurs, people who are entrepreneurs at heart, who um, have a vision of maybe you're on, you're the type of entrepreneur that wants to be the next Bill Gates. You have the next billion dollar idea and you're ready to execute, but you just don't know where to get started or you know where to get started, but you don't have the funding. On the outside looking in before you start really selling anything or really start making any strides in your entrepreneurship journey or whatever, whatever that means to you, whether that's your career. I mean, it is your career, but like however that looks to you, whatever that journey looks like to you, um, you have to have a plan for success and you have to have a plan for failure. Um, that's something I learned the hard way. I don't know if those of you who are listening, I had a business uh, called Puff Pass Paint Party and it was a cannabis-based party where people would come in and they would paint something that I would pre-draw for them. So all they had to do was paint in colors that they wanted. I had a whole station full of colors and it was my own paint, so it wasn't really like a huge deal. So like people would be able to pick a palette, pick their colors, sit down, listen to music. I had a dab bar. I had like CBD coffee. I had a goodie bag. I had all these sponsors in the bag that people could take home and be like, oh, okay. Like I had really great sponsors and they're still there for me till this day. But it's just that I didn't plan for success. It took off really fast and it was just me. I was the marketer, I was the promoter, I was the customer service, I was a ticket sales person, I was a check-in person, I was a setup person, I was a hostess, I was everything. Even the venue was like, do you need help? And like the venue wanted to charge me a little more because I needed help, but I was like, nah, 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 nah. So I stopped it and I lost the website, but I was like, I'll just let it go because it's just like, you know, it, it's mine. I mean, if someone wants to take me to court for it, so well, so be it. But I just, you have to plan for success and it's okay to let yourself think that far. I think a lot of entrepreneurs get insecure. They don't want to like, 
jinx themselves. Not insecure, I guess. It, it, some entrepreneurs, not all, but some people have like this like, oh, I don't want to talk about my goals. I don't want to talk about anything unless it, until it's in fruition or whatever the fuck that means. You know, it's just like, just allow yourself to be like, okay, if, if, if best comes to best, what do I do? And that looks like hiring people. See, for me, I should have hired someone to go set up the party. I should have hired someone to do my hair. I should have hired someone to go pick up the sponsorship bags. I should have hired, you know, I should have maybe not one person per task, but maybe I could have hired two people. You know, maybe I I could have, if I didn't have the money, I could have gave them a goodie bag. It's like you, another another thing about that makes entrepreneurs fail is like the assumption that you need money. You don't need money, especially to start. You don't need money. I thought that starting a business was going to f- take me a front of like 10 grand. So I was like, and, and then like, I, don't, I don't even know. Like, I didn't even have like a business idea in my head. It's just that I just immediately thought, oh, something, no, whatever it is, it's going to take at least 10 grand. It's like, you can't limit yourself like that. You can't think like that. If, if like, look around you, it's like you have what it takes around you right now to start whatever you want to start. It's like you just have to s- literally start from the bottom. With this podcast shit, I literally have my iPhone my laptop with YouTube on it and like I'm literally like two inches away from the microphone and I'm smoking a joint yeah but like I I just I'm trying to explain to you you have to use what you have now to start the jump off basically so the assumption that you need money to start any type of business business venture is a lie that you're telling yourself and it's only holding you back it's a symptom of perfectionism and it's okay and in its purest form it's procrastination so just get out of that thinking that you need something even if it's not money like if you feel like you need something outside of you to happen in order for your business to get started you're lying yourself Further, with the Puff Pass paint party, it took me $500 to get all the equipment. And then I immediately made that money back within the first two events. But, like, in the midst of me booking the venue, I didn't have... Well, I had the money, but I wanted to make a profit, right? I didn't want to wait until my second event to make a profit. I I was like, no, I want to make a profit. So I bartered with the venue to get it for free. I gave them a, a mural. So it's like I got exposure. I got practice for a mural. They got a mural. I got a venue for a few hours. This is how you have to think. You have to put yourself out there. Um, if you're an entrepreneur, you probably are already keen and hip to networking. This is kind of like the next step is bartering, is using your network connections to your advantage um, and also offering your services to their advantage. It's a give and take. It's not about taking from people you've established business relationships with. Um, for example, there is a lovely lady named tangi um who worked at dom life a few years ago and that's the venue i had the puff pass paint party at and um she helped me curate my ideas she helped me navigate it in a way that fit the rules of the venue um she gave me insight onto what's possible in addition to my vision of what i wanted to happen and it was it was amazing. It was an amazing night. And the second time was amazing as well. And the third time was going to be set up. But it got to a point where too many people got involved. And, well, too many people put their opinion in my ear and I listened too much. And then we'll get that get to that part later is when you don't listen to yourself anymore. When pe- too many people get involved. Um because when your business is successful, let's just, let's, fuck it, let's just get into it right now. When your business is successful, y'all, like, there's going to be so many people in your ear. So many people who believe in it are, are going to be in your ear, like, in a good way. And so many people who, like, want to sabotage it because they want to make it their own, they're going to be in your ear. And, like, people who um, just hate it and, like, want to copy you, they're going to be in your ear. And then you're going to have so much competition just come out of nowhere. So... 
one of the reasons why Puff Pass Paint Party failed is because I let big heads, big CEOs, I let their opinion, like, get in the way of, like, how I thought my business should run. And that was a huge mistake. That was a big mistake. Um, this is something they don't teach you in school. This is something that you... It's just part of the real world. People scheme. You know, when especially when it's like... When there's money involved. When there's a big... When there's huge earning potential involved. People just... They... they pe- especially people in higher places. They, they see the potential before you can. So they take advantage of you. And so if you are a new entrepreneur in whatever industry you're going in, just be aware that there are people who know more than you that are preying on you, preying on your idea. And you just got to stick to your guns. If it's not broken, don't fix it. If people are in your ear saying you need to charge this or you need to have your event at my venue, because that's what it came to. It came to like who can have her party at whose venture. And it was just a competition between owners of venues of, like, who can have the party. And it was just like, oh, I'll give you a discount or I'll introduce you to this company so you can get sponsorships for your bags. And it was just, it was just very, I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. And, like, I don't like doing business like that, but that's not up for me to decide. I don't make the rules. If I don't like the rules, I can get the fuck out of the business. Like, I... That's how it is. And if I feel like that's another reason why entrepreneurs fail is they're they're not prepared for the real world of business is conniving people. And like, I, I don't know if it takes that type of behavior to get to their position, but I'm starting to think so. And, you know, forgive me now. This is a little different um, than reason why entrepreneurs fail. Reason being, they don't plan for success. Um, They don't accept the help. I had so many offers of help and I took none of them. And I'm talking like free help. Like people were like, you don't have to pay me. You don't have, Candace, you don't have to pay me. And I and I was like, no, 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 no. And it wasn't like, no, I don't want you to help. I don't want you to know what I do. I don't want you to copy me. It wasn't like that. It was a big pride thing. It was a, it was a, I can do it all by myself thing. It was a, it's my baby. If, 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 if it's going to fail, it's going to be all my fault. Like it, it was, it, it was just, it was so prideful. It was so unnecessary. And I fell flat on my ass. So the whole like me, the notion of me saying like hire someone like that just all depends on the scale of your business. Like if you're trying to have a business like the size of like Carvana or like any type of monetary business, like a cash app or something like I, you're going to need like a whole team, but like something like this, like for example, let's take like a bakery. It's like, you're going to need it. You're going to need help, you know, eventually because you, you can't, there's so many cupcakes you can frost there's so many things you can keep track of in the oven there's so much batter frosting you can make um don't underestimate your need for a team everyone has a team even like brands like kim kardashian and 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 like um nike or um Facebook, like Facebook's a brand, like all those brands, they all have a team to uphold the image, to create content, to create products, to promote the spokesperson or the image of the brand. It's, it's a whole ecosystem. (laughs) That makes sense. Never underestimate your need for a team. I think that's why MDMAQ hasn't gone much anywhere because there's no team that's gonna change that's gonna change taking volunteers hey i'm just kidding but um yeah seriously take the help if it's if it's offered to you if if because people like 
believe me, people believe in you before you believe in yourself. If your business is that good, like it, like, I mean, of course you believe in yourself, but I'm just trying to say that like some people see the magic so much that they're going to, they're willing to like offer their time, even though they have children, even though they have a full-time job and they have like a husband or a wife, you know, it's just some people just really, really genuinely want to help you and want to see you win and like take that and run with it and don't let your pride get in the way because that's the number one killer of joy is pride. Another reason why entrepreneurs fail is not knowing your place. Now, hear me out. Like, I'm sure I'm positive that I've gone into spaces that I was not welcome in the marijuana industry, Um, i.e. events or certain, like, sections of events. Or maybe, like, not where I wasn't wanted, but, but where I wasn't, like, some people didn't appreciate my presence. I guess not, like, the whole pie. Maybe, like, a good 20-40%. I have made some enemies unbeknownst to me. And, like, that's that's something that is, is different than what we just went over of letting people inside your business like big wigs like ceos this is a little different like this these are like your peers for example like if i had an event right that was like a creative based event it wasn't like an, a networking event where people could come and like present their own event or their own companies it was like my own event on its own so when i got invited to networking events um there were certain companies certain brands and i'm not talking about like the brand as a whole i'm talking about like the representatives maybe it was a president maybe it was a a, an ambassador maybe it was an owner an extractor somebody um maybe i rubbed them the wrong way or they rubbed me the wrong way or i overstepped my boundaries somehow but there's gonna come a time during entrepreneurial success that could make or break your business um, in, in, in social circles. And it, and, 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 and it sucks, but you have to move like you're in high school. The more successful you get and like you and then like you can't escape these events. That's that's the thing. You can't escape networking events. You have to constantly make a presence. You have to be a staple. You have to make your face known. Um you just have to because it's, it's beneficial not only for you, but like it, it there, there is a camaraderie of entrepreneurs around you in the same industry. And we're going to talk about that next. Why entrepreneurs fail is that they fail to make friends in the industry. They think everyone's their enemy. But back to this part where people will literally hate on you until like, they want you... They will, they will hate on you until you, like, fail yourself. Um, and you got to be careful, like, how you come across as well. Because people are sensitive and they're waiting for a reason to just hate you. Or waiting for a reason to say, like, oh, she looked at me wrong. Or she doesn't like me. Or I know she doesn't like me. Or she doesn't like white women. Or just... just something like that or just just something petty um word of advice don't bring your significant other to networking events just don't do it you never know who has the evil eye on you you never know who can take your spouse or your girlfriend or your boyfriend it's it's real life you know like people out here in this industry and this is not true for all industries. I think it. I'm just going to speak on the marijuana industry just a little bit. It's so unregulated in terms of like corporate and HR policies. There's no, there's no standard of respect in terms of legal standards. And these are like pretty serious legal standards. Like, um, i.e., for example, the last institution I worked at that was in the industry 
there was a couple that was working. You know, this doesn't even matter. But like, people will sabotage you on your way to the top, whether they create like a false narrative that you are beefing with them somehow, or they involve you in some beef that you never meant to be involved in. And it, it, it's, it's like I said, like a false narrative. So just be, just be mindful of that. Be careful of who starts drama, but, but also be careful of, see, this is, this is what I don't like about being an entrepreneur is that you have to kiss certain people's asses just because of their position in a certain company, i.e., there was a president of a certain company of one of my sponsors, and I didn't have to kiss his ass. We were generally friends, but I did have to go to dinner with him um, if, before I asked for product. And it was kind of like a... I did feel like it was like a sexual exchange because I had to like... I didn't have to, but let's say I didn't dress nice. Let's say I didn't put nice makeup on. My hair wasn't done. I didn't put on perfume. My you know, my nails weren't done and everything. Let's say it wasn't done. What I've gotten the deal. Cause like in, in these meetings, I would ask for ridiculous amounts of free products, like ridiculous. Like, can I have 50 of these, 50 of those, a hundred of these. And like, I'd ask for free stuff for myself. And like they, this person would just give it to me. And it, it, it really sucks using your sex appeal. Um, but I feel like that's, that's, that's a good reason why entrepreneurs fail too, is they don't, they don't take advantage of the real world and people's real emotions and people's bad side, I guess, I guess, um, I guess when it comes to the world of sales, all bets are off. (laughs) So like, I guess. Yeah, so yeah, that makes sense, right? So, like, look, look, all the ads that they fucking they sell all that information just to sell the shit. So yeah, when it comes to sales, all bets are off, dude. Take advantage of people's like sexual urges. Like, if you are an attractive entrepreneur, take advantage. Come on, take it, especially if like the person you're trying to sell to is older than you. Oh, come on, take advantage. This is your sign to take advantage. Only if you can, only if you can. If you can't, if you're not in the position to, I mean, you can always blackmail. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Um, But next is like, when entrepreneurs fail is I feel like they, there's, there's so many options to keep track of like social media posts, sales, calendars, um, emails. Like I, I feel like there's so many like tools to get started. It's kind of overwhelming. It's overstimulating. Um, so I feel like that kind of ties into the big picture of not being organized. A big reason why I think I failed is because I was not organized. And I mean, like, with your business, you should be anal. You should be anal about your paperwork, your, like, like your, like, your paperwork, like, your tax identification number, your LLC paperwork, your registrations for trademarks or slogans or logos. Like, they all need to be in, like, a vault or something. Your bank accounts for your business, like, those need to be all in a encrypted file or, like, a locked file or something. Like, things need to be organized in the computer. Things need to be organized in, like, the bank account and the wallet. Like, that's something that I just didn't get a grasp of. And, like, if you don't, like, things will just be everywhere. And, like, the more disarray I feel, like, the more disorganized I feel, like, the more and less inclined I am to do work. Because I am a perfectionist, and I feel like, well, if that thing is not right in this area, why why do it? And that's, that's the trap of perfectionism, y'all. And that's another reason why entrepreneurs failed. Perfectionism. 
this is something I still struggle with. It's like, if you're a perfectionist, number one, your house has to be clean. Your home has to be clean. If your home's not clean, you're not going to work. You're not going to do anything. You're just going to lay in bed. Um, perfectionism, like I said, like how I said something about earlier, something is a killer of joy. Perfectionism is also the killer of joy. You guys, like, being a perfectionist is, like, they might as well call it, like, the biggest form of procrastination because it is. It All it is is just bullshit. And, like, being a perfectionist, to be a perfectionist is to be a procrastinator. Because any little thing, any little blimp in, in, in your vision that, okay, because perfectionists, they have, like, they have, a, they have an end goal in mind, right? And then in their head, they go, okay, step one, step two, step three equals the end of four. Um, and, you know, it, it seems very easy, you know, do this, do that, and do this. But if their day isn't dandy from the get-go, if, if the shampoo doesn't smell per- as fruity as it should, um, if their crush didn't text them last night, like, they might as well not go after their daily goal of whatever step one, step two, step three equals four, whatever. I don't know if you can get what I'm trying to say, but perfectionists, like if something is just not right according to them and they'll always find something wrong, they'll always find something wrong. They won't do, they won't do the work, whether it's studying, whether it's working out, whether it's, doing necessary work for your business. Also, you all, to be a perfectionist, like I said, to be a perfectionist is to be a procrastinator. But in addition to that, focusing on trying to focus on your goals could also be a tool of procrastination. Hear me out. I'm someone that abused a lot of stimulants for the sake of Oh, I'm going to get things done faster. No, 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 no. If you're someone who's snorting cocaine or popping Adderall or or doing G or like just doing any type of stimulant just to quote unquote get things done, like stop. That's another reason why entrepreneurs failed. I'm telling you, a lot of entrepreneurs abuse substances. Let's just be fucking real. Let's be fucking real a lot of entrepreneurs abuse substances like even like let's take entrepreneurs out of the equation a lot of like professionals like lawyers and doctors they all use some type of like opiate to go to sleep or they use like a stimulant to wake up it, it's it's speedballing they speedball not all but some allegedly um yeah so it's like people who are on the hustle all the time because you gotta think about it like entrepreneurs they go to work all day most of them you know they have their day job they go to their day job for eight hours sometimes they have kids some have a spouse your free time is for your business and then there's no time for you I love the eighties, okay? Fuck me. Shit. Hey girl, come a little closer. You're too shy, shy, hush, hush, I, why? Okay, another reason why entrepreneurs fail. You guys, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Another reason why entrepreneurs fail 
is because they fail to do research. Now it sounds elementary, sounds very elementary, but this ties all back to pride. If you are too prideful to ask for help, you're going to be too prideful to look for how to do things the easy way, i.e., when it comes to like creating things for like content for like my art, it's like I have failed to look at tutorials for like the apps that I use for like pro- like Procreate. I failed to look at Procreate tutorials. Why? Because I have too much pride. This pride is going to be the death of me one day. It's definitely a killer of joy. Pride also will keep you procrastinated. Like, like I have this painting and like I'm looking at it right now. And like I've had it for like six months. But like it used to be like a... It, I buffed it, meaning I painted over it because there was a different painting under it. But like my pride kept me from painting it again because I was just like nah like if I touch it then I'm gonna like like I told myself I was already tainted like when you're an entrepreneur you can't fuck with your mind you can't fuck with that and like that all ties back to substance abuse you cannot be an entrepreneur and be on all types of drugs you can't you can't be on stimulants you can't smoke weed all day you can't like do opiate you can't be on xanax you can't like you will never succeed you'll always be at like you will always take two steps forward to get knocked three steps back when you're an entrepreneur on drugs i hope that was a wake-up call to a few of you if you have a business and i don't care what your business is if you want to be a contractor and you have your own license if you want to be like a hair girl, hair lady, you want your cosmetology license? Yeah, cosmetology. If you are in school right now and you're getting a four-year or an accredited master's program, or fuck it, you're just like working and you all of you want to start a business, like it's just like you can't drink, you can't go, like you don't have time, you don't have the money for that because... The money you put in those vices are money you can be putting into your business, your getting product, all that type of stuff. Another reason why entrepreneurs fail is they fail to do market research. Now, market research is different than like research on like whatever you're selling, like like the subject of whatever you're selling. Market research means like, okay, is whatever... I'm trying to sell or whatever I'm trying to put out, is it already out there or is something similar out there? And if so, what is being sold? What kind of products are being sold? How much are they being sold for? Who are they being sold to? What times of the year are they being sold? Where exactly are they being sold at? What demographics are more likely to buy? Where's a great place to advertise? These products. See, like that type of research, it's like a lot of entrepreneurs don't do. And like, I feel like a lot of creators who are, I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs are not creators and a lot of creators are not entrepreneurs. If that makes sense. Because like, um, I feel like people who are artists, whether they're musicians or like painters or sculptors or animators, any type of artist, um, there comes a point where they have to be take their artist hat off and put their business hat on and their salesperson hat on and they go out there and get work. And I feel like people fail to do that. The, and when you're an entrepreneur, you can't you can't stop yourself from going after money. It's, it's not, it, 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 like, the starving artist thing really kicks in at some point for every artist. And no matter what type of artist you are, it does kick in. So it, it comes a point where it's like, are you going to starve? Or are you going to say, hey, I got this painting. Boom, 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 $15. All right, boom, recommend me. Next time, here's my card. Boom, next person. All right, I got this painting. I did this $15, but you, you're special. I'll give you $10. Boom, boom, boom. You like hustle. You have to hustle. 
Because if you, if you don't, you're just some person who does doodles. You're you're not you're not someone who's respected. You're not someone who's paid. You're not someone who's valued. Um, when you're an artist and you are going after money, you're not just going after money for to put money in your pocket. You're going after value. You're going after respect. You're going after this person is worth listening to because people are paying for them. Or this person is worth looking at because people are paying for them. This person is worth having on your wall. This person's sticker is worth having on your binder on your laptop because they're they're getting paid. They're respected. Blah blah blah. blah. I want to get to a point where. I think I feel like everybody, every entrepreneur should get to a point where their business is just recognized for being itself without no explanation, like just a look of a logo or whatever. And we should all strive for that. Another reason why entrepreneurs fail is they don't believe in themselves. Boom, I said it. And I want to, like, backtrack. Like, I don't want anyone to, like, get this confused with, like, any type of techniques with the law of attraction. I don't believe in the law of attraction. I'm all about prayer. I'm all about asking the Lord for what you want. I don't believe in the power of thoughts. I don't believe you can control your thoughts. That's just me, though. IMO, in my opinion. Um... I just feel like when it comes to bringing things into fruition with your business, the power of self-belief is vital. Like there's no way that I would have gotten anywhere with anything if I didn't believe like, for example, when I got into a show in London I told myself, I'm like, okay, you want to be in London? Number one, you have to believe you're good enough to even apply, to even be considered to be a showcase in London. Excuse me. (coughs) So that belief was there. And then I also had to believe in myself that I could win. And that if I could win that, like, somehow it could be displayed and that it it would all work out. And, like, lo and behold, it did. But, like, if you don't believe, you're not going to do, you're not going to act on your goals. If you don't act on your goals, your goals are never going to happen. So it's just, like, simple as that. If you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to act. If you don't act, it won't happen. I feel like there's a lot of people who have the next million dollar idea written down in some notebook in their drawer somewhere or on a napkin somewhere or maybe it's in your iPhone notes. And like, when's the last time you acted on it? Like, things stay ideas until you add a little bit of belief. I feel like a lot of us are just waiting for like some type of permission from the universe or some type of stupid sign from God to like get started. It's like, just get started. You have one life. If you, you save more time failing and figuring out what doesn't work from you than trying to guess what works for you over a course of few years and trying to make that work out. Like I said, you have would save a lot more time failing and figuring out what doesn't work for you than trying to guess what does. So yes, believe in yourself. Another reason why entrepreneurs fail is that they don't protect their business. Oh my gosh, you guys. This is really, 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 really important. I've seen a lot of businesses especially businesses started by black people and minorities in general where it's a really great idea like let's say for example there's a really good idea for a chicken um, restaurant like a fried chicken restaurant type type style a lot of people are interested oh no let's take let's let's um I have a real world example. I used to work for this restaurant called Barrio Urbano's and it was a um, spinoff sister restaurant from the original called Barrio Cafe. And there was also a rumored sister spinoff restaurant in addition called Barrio Queen. So I thought, and so the public thinks. 
But if you were to hone in on the originators and owner of Barrio Cafe, Chef Silvana, if you were to hone in on her, I mean, just her Facebook, just her Instagram, you would quickly find out that Barrio Queen is a complete fraud. Um, For reasons unverified and unbeknownst to me, but all I know is that her business was stolen in a, in a nutshell. I mean, if you were to take a look at Barrio Cafe's menu and Barrio Queen's menu, it's basically identical. I haven't tasted Barrio Queen just out of solidarity and I don't need to, but I caution you, don't eat at Barrio Queen. Because they, they have the money and they have the investments in the backing to take Barrio Queen all over the valley and all over the country maybe the world but it's like they're frauds and like you gotta you gotta be careful because it's like that chef came from a long line of bakers and like a long line of cooks and not only that it's like she's involved in a lot of community initiatives that involve fundraising and and just 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 overall helping like the parameters of where she lives, her community, and like she's very involved in like local politics and arts and helping the youth and um, spreading culture and love through her cuisine. It's just it just angers me that big corporations can just come in and steal people's ideas because they don't have and this is I'm not saying this is true for Barrio Cafe but like let's say for example if a corporation knows that you're a mom and pop shop and you don't have your name registered with the federal government or your logo registered or the type of business or the type of product you're using they will go ahead and register it as if they did it themselves unbeknownst to you. And so they can turn around and, and tell you to stop doing business that you came up with. Um, it's really predatory. It should be illegal. But it's like if you have a business, you guys, if you have an idea, even if it's not like happening yet, if you have that next billion dollar idea, go buy it. And when I say go buy it, I mean go online Go buy the LLC name. Go buy the business domain in the state. And buy the website domain. Register, trademark it. Like, do everything you can to legally protect it before anyone can steal it from you. Like, if you like, if you have an invention, patent it. If before it before you even start it, just 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 in case, just in case some. Because let me tell you, like. There are, like, companies pay people to do market research so deep to where they study people who are literally small businesses. It's, 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 it's insane. You, like, you think nobody's watching you when you're doing your own little thing, having your, like, one or two sales a day. People, people watch. Seriously. Another reason why entrepreneurs fail is I feel like they make the wrong business moves because they think it looks good or they, they're trying to please to a certain um, person. Um, I touched on this in my last episode about All About Friends, but I had befriended um, a big CEO in cannabis named Susan Wong, and I let her... I I... I as opposed to like spreading myself over getting getting to know a lot more CEOs in the cannabis industry, I just attached myself to Susan like I was like her Yorkie or something, like her Chihuahua, and like I very pathetically assumed that she was going to be my ticket. To success, um, that I was going to somehow achieve some type of big status with Puff Pass Paint Party that it was going to take off. That I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I, I just like that. 
the image of rolling with her. That's what I liked. Because I figured, I'm like, oh, I have a business in cannabis. She has a business in cannabis. But, like, the revenue was, like, immensely different. She's a millionaire. I was a thousandaire. So. (laughs) But I mistakenly just held on to that one because, like, I, I, I thought it... It was all for looks and that you, sh- you should want to get to know everyone and like don't make this mistake when you're networking and making your relationships. Don't like you'll find out quickly that certain people don't like certain people and that's okay. And like certain companies don't like certain companies and that's okay. Don't get involved. Avoid drama at all costs. Whatever your industry, whether it's restaurants, cannabis health, education, politics, like whatever your industry is, like don't get involved in drama. Towards the end here, I want to like, give a few tips to like what makes entrepreneurs thrive and number one it's a balanced diet i know that sounds very like corny but like hear me out um if you wake up and the first thing you reach for is coffee like that's a no-no like drink water and i recommend alkaline water with a ph of 9.5 plus not only is it good for like your your like your your body and your brain but like it's really good for your hair um it's really good for your skin um so you can look youthful and feel better about yourself and also all your organs are nice and insulated um a good breakfast is the way to start a busy day of hustling um prioritizing your sleep is number one i would say do not take less than six and a half hours of sleep i know like the biggest another reason why entrepreneurs fail is that lack of sleep it'll creep up on you like when you or when i was like really hustling as an artist like i would stay up to like 2 a.m 3 a.m 4 a.m all night days on end just to like get work done just to get content out there just to post just to like get my name out there just 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 stay relevant um but like i cheated myself in the end because i got burnt out from last September to now, I've barely put out any art. And I think that's because, like, for, like, months, I just was just, like, up constantly. Up constantly, thinking constantly, posting constantly. Consumed constantly with social media thoughts. And, like, it'd be different if I was, like, taking pictures of myself and posting them on my actual page. I know I do my stories, but it's just, like... When you're hustling that much with like your art or your music or your side business, it's just, it's it's a lot on your body. It's a lot on your mind. And like the older you get, you're you're not invincible. And it's okay to like take six and a half hours of sleep. Stop running on two hours of sleep just because you're an entrepreneur. That makes no sense. That is like your number one way to fail is to stay up late for the sake of quote unquote getting work done. next thing that you can do to elevate your entrepreneurship spirit and your journey is to take the help that is offered to you and the next thing you should do is to use your resources you never know what's free around you like there's libraries there's like online forums there's videos on youtube maybe in your local neighborhood like just depending on like your business, like let's say for example, like for example, I sell paintings, right? And like to ship a painting, a box is pretty expensive. And using my resources and doing research, I was able to find a warehouse that sells boxes of all different types of shapes for like 50 cents. Going to like UPS for a box that'll fit my painting will be like a hundred something dollars. Just, just a food for thought. So, um, 
something to do that's going to elevate your entrepreneurial journey is to learn how to barter. Start reading books, um, not only on your industry, but like on other people's journeys. Like listening to this podcast is a great start of what you're already doing to like, I guess maybe you recognize or you're curious about me, but maybe you recognize in yourself as an entrepreneur, like maybe something is not quite working as well as it should or or as fast as it should or maybe you had higher expectations for where you should be at this point and that's okay and the last thing i'm going to recommend before i wrap up this episode is um take off expectations from yourself and let me differentiate i don't mean like don't have goals for yourself i don't mean don't have a vision in mind of where you want to be i mean Take that goalpost out of your mind. Stop saying by 23, I'm going to make this much money. Or stop saying by 25, my business is going to take off. Stop saying by 29, this is going to happen. You're only cursing yourself. You're only putting it as far away from you as possible. On some no, no law of attraction shit, but on some like... On some reverse psychology shit. If you feel, if you say like by this time, by this time, you're gonna procrastinate a lot more, and then you're gonna have like this like expectation of like, well, well, it didn't happen by now. Well, you didn't work. So don't self sabotage yourself. Don't set yourself up for failure by saying by this time this is gonna happen. Like get rid of that type of thinking. And. I say if you follow these tips on what not to do and follow the tips on what to do, you will have a great, successful journey with your venture. And I wish you all the best. Keep a lookout for the Patreon on May 15th. It is a dollar subscription per month. Help out the podcast. I love you guys. This is Season 3, Episode 6. See you next time very soon. Love ya. Bye-bye.